Have you ever applied for a job and hear nothing, but the ad stays online for months? Turns out not all job ads are attached to a real job. No kidding. They're fake. Some companies are pulling back on hiring. So why in the world would you post a fake job opening? What's the point? Well, there's a couple of reasons. One, to make it look like the company is thriving and growing. That's what you want your investors to think, right? Two, to make it appear to current employees who are completely overworked and overstressed and stretched that you're looking for help to ease their pain. Mm. And the final reason, to stock a pool of ready applicants in case an employee quits. Mm. Now, how do you avoid these ghost or fake ads for a job opening? Look for a detailed job descriptions and a clear list of responsibilities, and then try to check the timestamp on the ad to make sure it's not been sitting there for like six months. Uh, good idea. I saw a lot of people laid off from Google are upset because they're being laid off and they're hiring people all at the same time. Or like, are those whoa, fake whoa, 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 posts? Whoa. No, yeah. I mean, they're actually bringing new people in. And they're like, why did you let all these people go if you're bringing other, other people in? Yeah. Wow. Does hosting a big family or friends dinner at your home for guests, you know, like a bunch of people coming Mm -hmm. over, stress you out? Hmm. Coming up, you're definitely not alone. Hey, does cooking and hosting a nice dinner in your home for a bunch of people like family and friends kind of stress you out a little bit? Oh, yeah. How can it, right? Oh, my goodness. So much to get ready. I get a little freaked out, I'll admit. Uh, You're definitely not alone. According to a brand new survey... Hosting is more stressful than catching your flight right before the gate closes, dropping your phone, or trying to pass the SATs. (laughs) When planning a large dinner, hosts worry the most about how much food they need to make, how clean their home is, figuring out how much time they need to prepare or cook the food, and if guests are going to like what they make. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. It's a lot to get ready for. I mean, it's one thing to like take food to somebody else's house and they have to do all the cleaning and setting the table and everything. But when you're doing it all, mm-hmm. it's a lot. Oh yeah. Sure. Talking about the, uh, the stress that comes along with entertaining. You love having people over your friends, your family and stuff, but it can be stressful. Mm-hmm. And my wife, she has a non-violatable rule when people come over, like do not violate this rule. And she violates it all the time. Her own rule. She <laughs> violates it. I'll tell you what it is next. We're talking about entertaining, having a, having guests over, and and I got to give it to my wife. I think she really has the the gift of hospitality. She does a great job when people come over. I mean, the place settings, the food, the and she thinks mm-hmm. of everything. But she has an unviolatable rule. This is a rule that she has told me over and over again. I cannot violate this rule, and pretty much every time people come over, she does. She violates it, and the rule is. Don't make something that you've never made before when you have company coming. Don't spring a new dish. Make sure you you make it correctly and know mm-hmm. it before they come over. But she does it all the time. I think we all have that rule as women, and then we violate it every time. Why? Because we're trying to impress our guests. Yeah. And we feel like our same old, same old recipe, either they've Isn't had it before enough? or then they ate it and requested it. So you feel like you got to come up with a new wow factor hmm. for the next time they come back. No. Um, I think the, the, learn the McDonald's rule. People love the Big Mac. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't mess with the Big Mac. That's what keeps them coming back to McDonald's, right? Yeah, we've had to console ourselves with like, we have a couple of quote company recipes. Mm-hmm. And one of them is this awesome salmon. It's like blackened and you pour, you put a little teeny touch of maple syrup when it comes off the grill. Mm-hmm. And it works great because Glenn can grill and I can do the side dishes. Okay, And I'll be like, well, 
they've had that before. And then I have to remind myself, they haven't had it in six months. <laughs> and they loved it right. when so they had it. So why not make it so again? let's right. make it again. Roll out the greatest hits, yeah. right? You go to see yeah. your, your favorite band in concert. It's great if they play stuff from the new album, but I'd really like to hear the hits. So yeah. play the play the hits. But right? I've I've tried some things like I tried your your wife's trick of just googling world's best, uh-huh. and I did supposedly the two world's best lasagnas, mm-hmm. and I felt like they were like eh. The, the, <laughs> my family liked them, thank goodness, or else they were just being kind. But I didn't think it was like wow, this is the best lasagna I've ever had. It was just kind of like, yeah. oh, oh, it's good. What about you? Do you have any of any rules? You're like, when company's coming, don't violate this. I, I You got to do this. I have another like, one, too. Do you? Okay, but we'd love and, to hear yours. Yeah, give us a call. Janet, Kevin and Taylor, we're talking about having company over, entertaining, and do you have any rules that you always follow when company comes? My daughter's husband is in the military, and so we had a short-notice wedding. A lot of eyebrows raised on it, but we had a two-week <laughs> notice on a wedding. Oh. And um, I put the food together, and I was like, I'm just going to try this, and I'll freeze it. I know they like this. Their last name's Holbrook, and I call it Holbrook Chicken. <laughs> and um, it's a recipe that I did, and I literally tried it out on 100 people on a short notice. And it was probably the best best time I ever made it. I've never made it a good, that good since. Oh, no, no kidding. Um, oh, that's so special. <laughs> you rose to the occasion. I but love that. To me, having people over, it's the pleasure of enjoying each other's company and having them. And if they don't like the food, they can go home and pick up Chick-fil-A on the way home <laughs> So the other day, um, it was dangerous. I left my sister and Kevin alone. It was actually at a group thing, but I was down the hall. And um, you were like, hey, where's your husband, Ted? And my sister wrote, I was like, well, he and a buddy are helping a single mom. A tree fell in their yard mm-hmm. and they went to go chop it up and cut it down and get rid of it just to help the single mom in their church. And she said, you go, oh, so he's not here because he's being Jesus to people. <laughs> <laughs> right. The implication was so he was hard. he's making me feel bad. Right, right. We're we're off having fun at a party and he's off helping people right, in need. Right. You guys go have fun. I'm gonna go feed the two thousand. <laughs> and really like sidebar on a serious note, my brother in law Ted, he is such a servant hearted guy. He tragically lost his best friend. Um, in a jet ski accident, hmm. the, the dad and the son passed and the, um, the widow, he mowed her lawn and did her yard, I think for like five years wow, no after kidding. he passed away. Hmm. So, uh, I got some dad jokes for you and Taylor. I'm pretty proud of these. Ooh, I, okay. I think these, these three are, are dad joke hall of fame. You're material. setting the bar high. I am. I am. They're coming up next. All right. Some hall of fame material here for you. These dad jokes are the cream of the crop. What do you call birds that stick together? Oh, I don't know. What do you call them? Velcros. <laughs> That's cute. That is so good for first graders. So when when you pay for 12 bees, but they give you 13, uh-huh. that 13th bee is a freebie. <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> Good one. And the last but not least last in the Hall of Fame, least, dad, Hall of Fame jokes. dad jokes. Uh, my boss asked why I only get sick on weekdays. And I said, it's my weekend immune system. <laughs> weekend immune system. Yeah, that was good. So anytime you do a construction project or a building site, there's adventures around every corner, oh, yeah. right? You never know Expect what you're going to find. the unexpected. Yes. So we're going to talk about that next.
So it seems like every time you watch an HGTV show, there's a surprise like, oh, no, there's mold or oh, no, there's termites. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen it in my own life. My dad is a civil engineer and he had to go look and make sure there were no gopher tortoises on the sites because they're protected in Jupiter. Okay. They're endangered. (laughs) Um, So anyway, um, this family were like, okay, we bought this piece of land. Uh, Let's build a grocery store. And they start working on the site, and uh, this is in England. An archaeologist found a fantastic Roman mosaic. Wow. I mean, we're talking like the bright colors survived all Mm. these years. And so, uh, sorry, Aldi. Not going to be able to have a grocery store on that site. I think it's going to become like a historic place to visit. No kidding. Right? And you just forget how far reaching the Roman Empire was. Oh, yeah, they totally Crazy. settled the England, what we know as modern yeah. England. Yeah, they were the first ones. I don't know about you, but if I'm going to burn a vacation day, um, use one up for something, it's going to be a Friday or a Monday. I'm going to turn it into a three-day weekend. Yeah, I yeah. like a long stretch get that. of time off. But get this. They say, research shows, the best day of the week to take a day off is... Wednesday, Wednesday, yeah, the week up or something. Yeah, so apparently this professor at the University of Texas, um, he found the best day of the week to take off is Wednesday because we all get into a routine of five days of work and then a two day weekend. And when we have a Wednesday off, we go okay, two days work, day off, two days of work, and and uh, two days of work, then two day, two more days off. And um, when we break up the rhythm like that, it breaks us out of our routines. And you feel less stressed and overwhelmed at work because you're not staring down another five-day work week. Hmm. And then the research also showed that you feel more excited about your time off because it's a non-traditional day off. So it's kind of like having a snow day when you were a kid. And Wednesdays are a good day to take off, too, because like if you want to go do something fun, like an amusement park, or go out to eat, something like that, it's less crowded. Oh, but I don't think I go. could ever change. I still am always going to take a Friday or a Monday. Yeah. And of those two, I think I'd rather take a Monday because that makes your night makes the re, the re-entry week shorter mm. rather than work, 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 three days off. Yeah. You get your normal weekend you plus a day. Yeah. So yeah, I'd rather have the Monday huh. than the than the Friday. Yeah. The thing I definitely never would ever do is a half day. Because to oh, me, yeah. half the effort is getting get, up, getting goes, the shower, getting dressed. Yep. Yeah. 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 I get yeah. that. I get that. All right, Taylor, if someone could magically appear from the nineteen fifties. Today, what do you think would be the most difficult thing to explain to them mm. about modern life? <laughs> Personally, I think this would be it. Staring we, at phones? Well, close. We all have this device in our pocket, this phone that's capable of accessing the entirety of human information. Every piece of information that has ever existed, I can get on this thing on my phone. But what do I use it for? To take pictures of my dog and to argue with strangers. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it feel like there's something new every day that makes you feel so old? Um, there, <laughs> Getting a, out of bed. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's a big one for me right now. I'll tell you what's going on in just a minute. So it just feels like there's every day there's something new that makes you feel so old. Time marches on, right? Hmm. Uh, well, this time it's, um, I've coached girls on the run for years. Third, fourth, and fifth grade girls. It's an awesome program. Yeah. Um, the, one of the very first group of girls that I coached 
is now a senior in high school. And how old were they when you did it? Third, fourth, and fifth grade. She was in third. They grow up so fast. Wait, wait, how did this happen? That's like when a kid you babysat in high school gets married. You're just like, what? It'd be fun if you could talk to those kids and say like, hey, what did this program, did it help you through high school? Because that was the whole goal was to help them develop into young ladies. Yeah, they say girls that get involved with sports at a really young age have a way better time when they switch from middle Hmm. school to high school. Okay, I have a hashtag pro tip for you. If you would like to increase your popularity with your friends, with coworkers, with everyone you meet, this will instantly make you one of the most popular people in their lives. I'll tell you what it is next. All right, Taylor, do you want to guess what this one thing will do? If you have this one thing, it will instantly make you popular. Everyone will want to be your friend if you have this one thing. If you are a super duper excellent listener. Nope. If you have a pickup truck, you will be everyone's <laughs> favorite person all of a sudden. You will never lack for stuff to do. Everybody's going to buy a washer. Everybody's going to have stuff they need to take to the dump. Everybody's going to need your truck for something. And the example of my life right now is my daughter's boyfriend has a truck. And he and our son, Kyle, it's not that they didn't hit it off. They just didn't have a lot of time together. Now they're like best friends. Why? Because Kyle said, hey, you got a truck. You could help me move some stuff. And they spent a lot of time together. They're best friends now. That's hilarious. <laughs> so if you want to be popular, get yourself a truck. So Kevin came up with a phrase years ago that I absolutely love. He always says, we have the best listeners in the we whole do. wide Kevin world. Kevin and Taylor listeners, best listeners in the world. They are. And um, I had something pop up on Facebook memories that reminded me of that. Um, it's been about a year or so since my beloved Alex the Wonder Mutt passed away. Mm. And man, I love that dog. We still talk about her every day. And we were so in mourning about her. We haven't been able to get ourselves to get another dog yet. Glenn used to always joke the whole 16 years we had her. She's ruined us for all other dogs. Mm-hmm. And, and right now that's true. Well, a couple of our listeners, one who's in Portland and one who's in Atlanta, they work together and they came up with a scheme and the one who lives closer to me showed up at the radio station. Her name is LaDonna and she partnered with her coworker, Greg, and they gave me the most extravagant gift. They had a giant framed art with like every picture of Alex I've ever posted. And LaDonna took all the pictures. She trolled my social media all the pictures of Alex, and she made a homemade quilt. No kidding. I mean, I can't imagine how many hours oh. she spent stitching that. And I've just never been shown that such so extravagant sweet. kindness and generosity. So incredible. This is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. Man, I don't know about you, but aren't you so impressed by people who have their own struggles, yet they take the time to help others in the midst of it? There's a guy in Napoleon, Ohio, Had his knee replaced last month, and he'll be in a wheelchair for a while. So his daughter, Jamie, wanted to hire someone to build a small ramp to the door. But everyone was either all booked up or too expensive. One contractor, though, stepped up. Jerry took the job and did it in one weekend, and then he wouldn't take any pay for it. There was no cost. It was a good gesture that I just felt I had to do for her. His fiance has been battling cancer, but she's doing better. So he says they've been looking for ways to give back to the community. Hmm. So he decided, I'll spend my weekend building this ramp and do it for free. Good God. Isn't that awesome? Uh, Go, yeah. Jerry. I, I love that you do the, the good news thing every day. 
um, because there's so much. There's like the drumbeat of negativity in the news. Not you, but like everywhere else. It's just like negative, negative, like the world's coming to an end probably before lunchtime, right? Mm -hmm. So I just think there are way more stories like that happening every day. No one puts a spotlight on them. I really appreciate that that you do that, Taylor. Coming up, you can admit it. Do you avoid difficult conversations with people? Do you have a tendency to avoid those difficult conversations with your other half? You're not alone. Almost half of couples do uh, due to fearing a negative reaction wanting to steer clear of discussing anything too sad and preferring to keep things light. Now, here are some ideas for broaching tough subjects and just even just getting your other half to open up with you, open the lines of communication. Uh, Say things like, thank you for sitting down with me and taking the time to talk. I really appreciate it. You can say, um, I know life can get in in the way of communicating properly sometimes, so I've missed talking with you openly And then the final idea to just kind of open those lines back up. um, How have you been feeling lately physically and emotionally? Mm, And uh, hopefully that'll get your other half to start talking. Every guy wants to have this conversation. Here's how you do it. You ready? No. Take notes, fellas. You're going to write this down. Wow, honey, it's been a while since your mom has come to stay with us. I'm going to buy a Harley. She could stay in the guest room. That's how you do it. <laughs> you sandwich it between right, something right. she wants to hear Right, about. and she's going to be so distracted that for some reason you can't wait for her mom to come and visit and stay in the guest room. She missed completely, the I'm going to buy a Harley. Right, so what you do when she reacts like, oh, yay, I'm going to call her right now. Okay, boom, you head out to the Harley shop right then. Right then, don't wait, do not pass go, do not collect $200. Just get there. Get the Harley, come back, and she'll be like, what? You bought a Harley? And you get to say, I told you. <laughs> Does this mean you're getting a Harley? I don't know. I've been, I honestly... Watch not, out, Tracy. He's going to slip I it in. Uh, I haven't put that in practice yet. <laughs> but in my head, it's working great. In theory, it's working fine. So I was reminded of a legendary story in my family the other day of a, a kitchen disaster when our, when our daughters were little. And how terrified they were and how Tracy handled this uh, disaster slash emergency. I'll tell you about it next. Let me set the scene for you of this uh, emergency that played out in our kitchen many, many years ago. Our daughters, three of them, they're all little. Like, I think the oldest is maybe eight. So they're like six, seven, and eight years old. And they're seated around the kitchen table. I don't know. They're doing homework or something. It's a beautiful spring day. Tracy's got the kitchen window right over the sink. It's open. The birds are singing outside. The sun is shining. And one of the one of the girls says, I'd really like a, a baked potato, Mom. Can you throw one in the microwave for me? So she said, sure. And she must have been distracted or something. And, and Tracy is the queen of doing this. Like, if a baked potato takes eight minutes, most people would hit eight, start, and let it go. Right? Or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I don't know how many minutes. Tracy will hit like eight, 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 and start. Why? I don't know. So she did that and then got distracted. And then the kids are like, Mom, Mom, there's a fire. There's a fire. A potato can start on fire with no foil or nothing? I guess if you put it in for like 73 minutes, yeah. So so she went, what? And she looks and the other's flames in the microwave. Oh, my goodness. So she grabs, she goes, I got it. So she grabs a towel, dish towel, opens the door, grabs the potato, and throws it out the window. (laughs) (laughs) Did the deck start on fire? It was open over the kitchen sink. 
And that, that story is like legend. That's hilarious. Legend in our family because our uh, my my daughter Amber is like, I'm so impressed of mom's quick thinking that she was just like right out the window. Just the Even though it was right over the sink and you could have put water on it. <laughs> well, I thought, I'll start the if, backyard on fire. What if one of our neighbors was out back yes. <laughs> and they see flying out of the window, a flaming potato comes flying out of the window. They go, yeah, well, that's... That's Kevin and Tracy. You got to expect anything with them. (laughs) Let's keep watching. What else might come out of that window, right? (laughs) But I'm wondering, do you have anything similar? Any kind of kitchen fire catastrophe stories? Would love to hear them. Katie, we're swapping stories about uh, kitchen disasters, and my wife had a flaming potato that she threw out of the window. What happened to you? Yeah, so when I was, I don't know, maybe 15, uh, we were frying onion rings. So we had oil on the stove. And I think one of us forgot to turn the heat off Uh-oh. after we were done. Uh-oh. So the oil started to catch on fire. Oh my and my brother, John Paul, who's two years younger than me, he's like, I got this, guys. And he took a cup of water and dumped it <gasps> on no! the oil fire. Oh, no. No! <laughs> it shook to the ceiling. And to this day, we have a black mark. My mom calls it the most expensive science lesson ever. <laughs> Great story. Love it.